This is the Cherished You Podcast. I am your host, Rama. This episode is all about integration. Um, One thing I wanted to kind of um, point out is that I'm labeling these episodes where I'm introducing these concepts that I use with my private coaching clients as 101. Um, There is a reason for that. One, I I was in school for a very, very long time. I tend to think of... um, information and knowledge in um in 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 tiers so this is baseline like getting to know the language basic definitions basic strategies on how to do these um modalities that i'm talking about this stuff is baseline i do in private coaching tend to go a little bit a little bit but really a lot more advanced beyond this because this is stuff I kind of expect my clients to have an idea of, um, maybe even using them in some kind of loose, undefined way. Like any any strategies that I talk about, they may not call it what I call it, but they are familiar with these processes. Like how do you integrate? Maybe they don't call it integration, but they have their way of integrating. They have their way of dealing with their triggers or what was activation from last week. Um, they have their way of grounding. Um, it may, again, may sound different. We may use different words, but they kind of have a baseline understanding of what these things are. What I'm trying to do with the series is really kind of get everybody onto the same page who doesn't have access to a private coach right now, doesn't have time, doesn't have the resources, doesn't have, um, is is really trying to do this on their own and not really gatekeep any of this information beyond, you know, the coaching paywall, so to speak, because I think a lot of us can do this on our own and we just need access to the knowledge in a way that kind of makes sense. I present this in a way that makes sense to me and makes sense to my clients. So I hope, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you're still listening to this, you know, the few episodes in, this stuff is making sense to you. Um, as always, I am open to feedback. So please leave me a comment, um, send me an email. Uh, hop onto the website, leave me a comment there if you want. Um, even in your ratings, uh, feel free to leave me feedback as to what uh, you'd like to see more of, what you would like um, for me to adjust, maybe address as far as context is concerned or nuance. I'm more than willing to try um, to make sure that everyone kind of feels included as much as I can. So that being said, integration is um, my favorite one um, energy is my favorite of the energy um, transmutation levels Um, mostly because it's the hardest for me I suck at it really bad even after doing it for seven almost eight years now Um, I I also I, I, I keep myself to very extremely unattainable standards so I will still say I kind of suck at it but really what happens is that I am easily maneuvered out of integrating and either will focus on grounding or focus on releasing when um, I'm activated without actually trying to integrate lessons because it is a humbling experience. Um, I tend to go through these phases where I am very much in my ego mind and 
integration forces you out of that. And if you have an, if you experience um, your triggers a way that I do, it's, it feels really righteous to sit with your ego and blame and when you're triggered. And I, I love, I love to do that mostly because, and I call myself out all the time and I will call myself out here. I do, I tend to have that response to being activated because I didn't have that chance as a child. When I was triggers as a child, when I was, um, set up with these baseline, um, issues, you know, from having a narcissistic mother and a covert narcissistic father, like having that combination. And also on top of that, being the black sheep of the family, I was, I could not for my own survival because I, I needed, I needed the food. I needed the house. I was, you know, I was too young to be on my own. Obviously I needed the caretaking that was provided for me. So I would swallow, literally I would eat everything to not feel to not um say what i wanted to say to i i would literally have to i choked on anything that i could say or do or any of those things to keep my survival needs in place so now as an adult when i when i'm able to meet my own survival needs i tend to lash out i will fight as as far as you know the the nervous system responses to being triggered, I will fight now. I will say all the things that I didn't get to say as a child. I will say it now to the people who trigger me now. Um, I will stew in it. I will sit in my self-righteousness, in my ego mind for long periods of time um, before I am humbled my way out of it because it's so detrimental to my health overall. When I have an autoimmune condition, um, stress is a very, um, it, it easily kind of puts you into a state of where you have to literally fight for your body to get back to normal. And because of that, because I do have an autoimmune condition that I have to manage, I am forced a little bit more regularly out of my ego mind into integration. So all of that is to say, I love integration, I'm mostly because I'm not very good at it, but it, it, and also because it is a very humbling experience for me, and I need to constantly be putting myself in those places um, to hopefully get to a place where I will willingly shift myself into integration when needed and kind of go through the process a lot smoother than I do currently. Um, so what is integration? Integration is really the process of assimilating a triggered response, an activated nervous system response, and assimilating it into your body enough so that when you are presented with the trigger again in whatever form it comes in, um, you don't you don't have a prolonged response to it, um, and or and or you eliminate the response altogether. Like you're able to kind of rebound from a from a really bad trigger much quicker now, and the goal is you know it doesn't happen with all triggers, but the goal is to minimize that time that you get to, from when you're triggered to when you're back to your baseline a lot quicker. And, um, 
And also integration also is going back to the window of tolerance that I've spoke about in the previous episodes. Integration also is the process of actually elongating that window of tolerance, which allows you to, again, if you're triggered, you can kind of, you have a larger window to be in. So you go from trigger to baseline a lot quicker to hopefully to the point where at least with some of the minor triggers, you're not triggered at all. You know, it's kind of like water off a duck's back kind of deal. Um, the thing with integration and why, at least for me, it is the hardest uh, stage to be in, it's because this is really where the rubber meets the road as far as your self-care is concerned. Um, self-care, especially with integration, kind of comes in two forms. There's the active, more masculine um ways strategies and then there's the passive more feminine strategies that you use and there's going to be a combination of these two that you will use in your day-to-day um trigger to trigger kind of assimilation when you do it on your own but you you do have to kind of balance this active versus passive self-care when you are integrating, especially when you're integrating something particularly heavy, um, like attachment issues or um, just relational um, vulnerability. Vulnerability hangovers are a common term that a lot of people have um, most likely heard if you're listening to this. And again, there is that, there's that kind of balancing act you have to do between active and passive or masculine and feminine strategies when you're integrating. And the thing with trying to balance that is actually what integration kind of forces you to do is to drop into your body. You cannot do this from an intellectual level. Believe me, I have tried. I love staying in my head. It is the safe space for me. And, but most, most of the time it is actually in a very, it's like, it's like being in a hallway of mirrors kind of deal it isn't it feels safe because I've done it my whole life but it's not an accurate representation of what is actually going on in my body so the thing with integration is that it really forces you to drop into your body and you can't from a you can't from your brain figure out oh do I need an uh, a masculine strategy right now or do I need a feminine one no you got to drop into your body and your body will tell you what it can do and what it needs to move through this trigger after you felt whatever needs to feel. And that is actually a big part of what integration is, is really just sitting there and letting the emotional energy flow through you. Let yourself experience it. Let everything kind of all the shit in your body kind of hit the proverbial wall. And then once you come down, once that wave has passed, once the emotional wave has passed, then you can kind of be like, okay, now what do I need to do so that next time this comes up, because it will come up again, next time this comes up, what do I do? How do I, so that this, this thing doesn't affect me like this again. I don't, this wave is not as huge and overwhelming as it was just now. And with with the emotional portion of it, everyone's, when you're in self-help or personal improvement, you know, relationship improvement, therapy, whatever you want to call this kind of niche area of personal development, when you're in this space, 
you are bombarded with people telling you, you just feel your feelings. Guys, we're not trained to feel our feelings. Feelings are overwhelming. Feelings feel um, huge and engulfing, like you're going to literally lose yourself in this wave of energy that is contained in your body. Um, our brains don't know how to make sense of it. We're not, we also don't put our brains in an environment internally and externally where we can, we can program it to understand that emotions will not kill us when we feel them. Um, we, and especially if you do come, if you're currently or have been in, in talk therapy before, you, um, when you're in talk therapy, you kind of get into this habit of intellectualizing everything you're feeling, which actually doesn't do, does absolutely nothing to resolve the trauma that you've experienced. So when you're doing like integration, the way that I present it, or, you know, somatic trauma healing, what somatic therapy, wherever, when you actually start integrating your body into it, it feels so huge, like this big monster that's coming at you that you just can't seem like it, it's so scary to feel. It is so scary to sit there and just let let this energy move through you, literally. Um, so we're like, we're kind of, when you get bombarded with like, just feel your feelings. And everyone's like, how do I do that? And unfortunately, this is true for a lot of us. We don't know how to feel our feelings. It is safe for a lot of us in our heads to intellectualize, to um, make excuses, to rationalize what we're feeling rather than just feeling the thing and not give it a name, not give it a term, not give it any language because it doesn't speak in language. It doesn't speak in that. It speaks in energy. It just is. And that's a really hard concept to understand if you have no experience with um, somatic healing or nervous system regulation, like like true nervous system regulation and not just living up in between your ears. That's also why I really love integration so much as a phase, like as it, it the thing is that it does take a lot out of you because your body is doing all of the work. Your brain is not, your brain will tell you, yeah, you can go and work out and yeah, you can go and do all of your normal things and we'll be fine. But it's not because your body is going to be the limitation. The body's going to be like, yeah, no, we just went through regulating ourselves through this giant thing that happened in our childhood and has repeated throughout our lives. And now we've come to a point where it's not going to do that like yeah you got to give me a minute to kind of rest up and get myself back up and it can take a couple of days to a week sometimes I mean I, I remember one time when I was integrating some uh, some childhood events around my mother and I was out of commission and full-blown sick like I had a cold cold usually for me have only ever lasted three days in my life. Um, I had this nagging cold for seven, maybe almost eight days. And I could not go to bed. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. Um, I couldn't go to work. It was bad. And that doesn't even include the one time that I got the flu while I was doing this work. And that completely 
messed me up because I tried to power through it. And that was like the worst thing I could have done to myself. Um, but integration on a, on a body level, that's like really the level that it lives at. You are forced to feel the pain that you're holding. You're forced to feel whatever is coming up and all the thoughts and the memories that come with that. And it's not, um, it's not easy. I think that's also why I kind of say that I suck at it because it's not an easy experience. I guess it's not really supposed to be. So you kind of take that with a grain of salt, but it's not as like fun as grounding can be. Grounding can be a lot of fun. Um, even releasing energy, which is the next phase that we'll talk about next week, is is fun. Like it, it can be fun. Um, but integration really just requires you to sit there. And then if you need to move, you need to move in accordance to what your body is able to do. And for some people that is, um, you know, going really, really hard. I've, I've seen, I've worked with some clients and I've seen some clients when they get to integration, they really need to go really, really hard. So they'll go and hit some PRs that week, actually. They'll go weight training and they'll hit some PRs because they're just really ready to like, like give put their body through a lot of force to get out whatever needs to get out some of them will kickbox for like an hour and like literally punch something for a really long time to kind of get that um aggression out and that usually goes around with rage and anger um those are usually the emotions that really create um that really require a physical integration process um and and exercise more um intensive intense exercise um integration process for those but if you're going through um if you're if the emotions that you're experiencing are despair grief um gen- uh, sadness or depression anxiety these will cause this this will kind of force you into more of um the passive or feminine strategies for integration which is going to be more on the softer and receiving end so you expend a lot of energy feeling whatever is coming up with those emotions and then on the flip side of that when you've kind of felt them when you go to the actual like checking in with your body and like okay how what do I need to do now what does my body need and it most likely would be a lot of sleep there's going to be a lot of like eating um, healthfully, whatever that kind of looks like for you. There'll be a lot of comfort food eating too. So it doesn't necessarily have to be um, your traditional healthy food, but comforting food will do that. And if you've healed your relationship with food to a certain degree, that comfort food can be healthy food. It just depends on where you are with that particular relationship and how far you've moved. Um, you've kind of integrated your triggers regarding around food. Um, I did food first before I went into mother. So I had um, my my reactions to my integration when I was doing components of my mother wound were looked a lot different after I had worked on my relationship with food versus before that point. So there's a lot of moving parts to this one, but really it's um, the big thing with integration that comes up is shame, at least for you know my little corner of the world. 
with my clients and with myself, I've noticed that when you do have to kind of rest, if, if the integration process requires you to rest, there will be a lot of shame, which also is coming up in that moment to heal. Um, because, you know, I work a lot with daughters of narcissistic mothers, particularly the oldest daughter of narcissistic mothers. And oldest daughters in particular tend to mirror and absorb their, their mother's um, wound around rest. So if you are required to rest when you integrate a trigger, especially if it's around your mother, your mother or your mother wound, however that's coming up, you're going, the rest, when you're resting, your brain's going to be like, what the hell do you think you're doing? You're just laying here and you're just sitting here and you're doing nothing when you could be doing something, anything but this. How dare you? And that is, it's really important to witness and witness that shame for what it is. It's not yours. And I've seen this happen so many times. And I honestly, I I feel for all of us who go through this because rest is such an important component to integration, not and not just integration, just your healing as a whole. But when it I, when i see like all these women and these fantastic women who feel like who carry around this belief that they don't deserve to just chill because everybody else around them isn't chilling and those who chill are looked down as lazy mfers and how dare i no matter what i'm going through i'm supposed to show up because all my mother showed up even when she was going through shit even if it wasn't her best she showed up her mother before her did and then her mother before her did and this generational you know trauma of i am processing something very heavy very deep very old and i need to rest I need to stop, I need to disconnect, and I need to rest. And I feel for this one, because it's not like we'll be quote-unquote resting and still be on our phones. Still scrolling through Instagram, still scrolling through YouTube and Twitter and all the other bullshit that comes with all those places. Because we have not been shown how to just sit and heal and be. There's always something else that needs our attention. And our brains are great at this, especially the trauma brain. Like when you're when you're integrating all these really heavy like attachment issues that you had from being a, from a child from being a child to a narcissistic mother or just, you know, traumatic events that have happened, especially when you're a woman living in the world. <laughs> being a woman in general is just traumatic enough. So if you're going through all of those all of those things and you're and you're integrating them and then we're not and then all of a sudden this other thing comes up you think you've worked through it all and all of a sudden this little pop this little shame buddy pops up be like you sure you just want to be here and not do anything you sure about that are you allowed to do that you really think you're allowed to pull that off right now so i think the thing with integration just as a whole it's um it's a powerful stage to be in and it's also not a stage you're in all the time. 
And that's really important to understand. Yes, it's a very powerful stage. Yes, it has a lot of benefits on the other side of it. But if you try to integrate too much too fast, you will regret it. It puts you back physically. It puts you back mentally. You can end up causing more damage to yourself um, than you had to begin with, which um, can cause people to lose hope in the process of healing. Healing in and of itself is hard enough. There is no timeline to this stuff. You just got to gotta let your body set the pace for whatever it is able to do when it's able to do it. Um, the one thing I do tell my clients when I'm working and I try to tell myself as much as I can, I have leave reminders for myself everywhere about this kind of thing, but it's to create space literally in your calendar um, to, to leave room for integration and anything that may require. Um, for me, I know, um, I have an idea now, I have a pretty good idea of what my seasons are starting to look like. So there are certain seasons of the year, um, like we're getting into fall and winter now from where I am. And I know this is a season where a lot of integration happens for me, mostly because the weather kind of forces me into it. Um, cold weather makes me not want to go out. Um, and so I'm in bed a lot. I tend to do a lot of things from the comfort of my bed and in my PJs when I'm not working. And so I have to balance that where on my days off, I have one day where I allow myself to sit in bed and make room for any of the resting and the integration that I need to do. That's going to require me, um, that's going to require some level of comfort in my external world to support that. I also know that if I stay in that kind of space too long, I can get stuck in that inertia of not doing anything. Everything's kind of still and quiet and it looks dead is sleeping on the outside, you know, in the, you know, on, on the earth at that point. And I can kind of get stuck in that energy and not know that I need to like still need to move a little bit. So I still force myself to go through, um, my morning routine with a little bit of movement and mobility, whatever I can tolerate at that point. Um, and I also make sure that I take care of life things so that that stuff doesn't pile up on top of me when I'm trying to work through all of this deep seated trauma that lives in my body. So one of those days, um, one of my days off, I, I kind of set aside to work, um, you know, to work on stuff that's important to me to get my errands done. Um, all that kind of stuff, like, you know, life stuff. Um, so that when I do get to the inner, like the integration, like that space that I create in my calendar for myself, I don't, I'm able to shut down that voice of shame. And that's like, you should be doing something. You can be like, you know what? No, I took care of my life. As much as I can take care of my life right now, I have taken care of my life. I'm allowed to sit here right now. And that is a system that has worked pretty well for me this past year in 2022. Um, I've tried to do that. Um, is it, do I have a hundred percent success rate? Of course not. Um, some, some weeks don't work out that way. Some weeks, um, are just, you don't, no matter what you do, you just can't find that window to kind of do, you know, make room for the work that you need to do to integrate whatever's coming up for you. But that's life, you know, that's just the kind of life that we have to live in the world that we're in. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. 
Um, one last thing about integration that I'm going to mention is that this part of the energy transmutation process, this is really where, I kind of mentioned it briefly before, but this is really where you, you find out whether you're doing the work, the, the work of healing, whether you're actually doing it, and if what you're doing is working for you. If you go through an integration process and whatever strategies you use to kind of to to do that integration isn't working for you, like you're not coming out like it's it's taking too long, it's not giving you the result you're looking for, um, your your reaction to your activation level is not um, progressively lowering each time you get activated with your integration process. You need to take a look at it and evaluate whether you have the wrong the wrong modalities that you're using or if you need to learn something new. Um, maybe there's a novelty um, aspect to it that you need and you're not getting. Um, and sometimes maybe you've just kind of tapped out on the strategies that you have and you need to try a different one, especially, and this is really, um, I will give you a clue as to which, if, if you are in this space and you're like, okay, but I don't know which one, try when you hate. Try a strategy um, for integration that you haven't used before or you really, you've used before and you really didn't like it because what happens is that when we hit a wall with our integration, usually you need something new to re revive that process within your body to allow your body to kind of do what it needs to do to integrate what's coming in for you. And that's sometimes is going to be something that you previously hated. Each time you integrate a trigger, you literally change your internal frequency, your body's frequency, your soul frequency, you change each time you do it. What you didn't like four triggers ago, now that you've integrated them, you may not like it intellectually, but your body's going to need it. But you won't know until you try it. So that's, I think that's really why um, integration is really one of my favorite spaces because it's just, um, there's a lot more experimentation. There's a lot of um, new information that comes your way if you're doing it the way you're supposed to do it even when you think it's not working it can still get that's still valuable information to have about where you're at and I think that's really um it's as a whole the process is not fun but the result is is kind of is fun for me anyway um to see okay you know what I've done x y and z for a certain period of time and you know what that situation, that environment, that thing doesn't affect me the way it used to. Huh. Go me. So that's really the goal with this, um, with this stage. I would love to hear from you guys. So if you go and, um, if you go to the, if you follow the link for the show notes, um, there, I, I, say some stuff in the post that goes with this episode, but I would definitely love to hear any comments or strategies that you've used. I would love to hear from you guys as to what you interpret integration as, what you learned from this episode and how that connects with what you already know. And if there's anything um, that after you're listening to this that 
you are willing to try looking forward to, to doing and how that works out for you. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Cherished You podcast. If you could please leave me a review, um, subscribe, and share. It really helps get the podcast out to those who it will help the most. Mm-hmm.